Hello everyone, thank you for joining us today at the Untitled Art Podcast, live recording from Miami Beach at Untitled Arts 11th edition. I am Clara Andrade, the Director of Development and Programming at Untitled Art. I am delighted to introduce the first panel of the day, titled Berjon Art Week, Miami Beach Public Art and Artistic Community, moderated by Brandy Reddick. She is the Cultural Affairs Manager for the City of Miami Beach in and will be in conversation with artists involved in the city's No Vacancy Initiative, where artists from throughout the region are invited to create site-specific work in hotels through the area. Speakers in today's panels are Antonia Wright and Ruben Millares, Brooke Hart Junkill and Edward Duval Carey. Our moderator, Brandy Reddick, is a recognized public art curator and arts administrator. With over 20 years of experience in the field, she has developed nationally recognized programs and launched policy city initiatives that have sustainably increased funding and support for the arts and culture through the municipalities for which she has served. Ms. Reddick is currently the Cultural Affairs Manager for the City of Miami Beach, a position she has held since 2016. Prior to her time at the City of Miami Beach, Ms. Reddick served for 13 years as the Curator for Art and Public Places in the Miami-Dade County Department of Cultural Affairs. Brand, Brandy, I pass along the mic. Thank you for being part of Untitled Arts Programming, and I hope to enjoy the conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, and thank you for having us here today to talk about No Vacancy. Um, so No Vacancy is a program of the City of Miami Beach and the Miami Beach Visitors and Convention Authority that began um, as an idea in 2019 to engage our hospitality industry and our arts industry and promote cultural tourism for the City of Miami Beach. The program um, started um, initially as a conversation with the National Endowment for the Arts. And we asked their administration to kind of blend together programs they felt were most successful to support individual artists. And so we also came up with this idea that we would have artist prizes associated with the program. So this year we're offering a Juror's Choice Award of $25,000 to the selected artist and a People's Choice Award of $10,000 to the selected artist. The program has grown over the years. Uh, we now have 12 participating artists in 12 hotel properties across the city. Uh, one of the things I love most about the program is the diversity of the artist and the diversity of the hotel properties. Uh, we work with um, hotels, um, everything from the Lowe's Hotel to Faena to the new Esme Hotel to local architectural gems like the International Inn in North Beach. Um, so the, like I said, the program began in 2019 and has just grown over the years in both um, uh, not only funding, but also um, publicity and accessibility. Um, I really love the program because it's open to everyone and um, it's on view for three weeks. So we open it before Thanksgiving and extend it the week after Art Week so everyone has the chance to see it. Um, so with that being said, I'm, I'm going to turn it over a little bit to Antonia and Ruben to talk about the work they created for Faina, Patria y Vida. Um, 
which we all visited last night. We had a wonderful reception. So um, I'll let I'll turn it over to you all. And I know if we could also touch on, you know, some of the challenges of public art, because I know, you know, the logistical things we also had to work out, like making the work accessible for all, but also making people safe when they view the work and um, it being in a public area, the beach for 24 hours and how that's challenging. And also talk a little bit about the meaning of the work. Hi, thank you so much for having me. And thank you, Brandy, for including us in this No Vacancy Project. Um, our piece is on the beach, on the sand, by the Faina Hotel. And it is 25 barricades, police barricades, illuminated by LED lights in this configuration where it looks like it's a big mashup of barricades. And it's an image that we saw from the Hong Kong protests Ruben and I really love protests. We're Cuban-Americans. We were raised in Miami, and our parents both took us to protest as kids. Um, anytime there was anything political going on in Cuba, next thing you know, we're all in the streets with our parents, like, chanting and talking. And I realized, as a kid, I really love seeing adults in this, like, passionate state and seeing them really involved. And we think that protest is a really healthy part of our democratic process, and in the last few years, like the whole planet has really erupted protesting everywhere. And one long sustained protest movement is in Hong Kong, where the protesters are really, you know, pushing back against the authorities. And there what they do is when the police put out the barricades, the protesters take the barricades and they zip tie them together and they create a structure to protect themselves against the authorities. So it's sort of like going back to like the Paris barricades, you know, to the barricade or like the people's barricades um, of the French Revolution. And so we saw that image and replicated it on the beach. And the piece is titled Patria Vida because last summer in July, Cubans protested for the first time um, in over 30 years in Cuba. It's illegal to protest. They don't have First Amendment. They don't have the right to protest or freedom of speech. And a lot of the people who were involved in that protest were imprisoned and are imprisoned today. So we wanted to create this piece to continue raising awareness um, and in homage and stand in solidarity with the Cubans there. Thank you for that, Antonia. Um, I'll jump in a little bit on the uh, production side of things. And to answer your question, Brandy, um, we worked with Faina Hotel to execute this piece, um, and we were paired with Ana Silva, helped us a lot in the execution of the piece. Um, but the hotel has been magnificent in helping us with insurance, permitting, um, all of the kind of behind the scenes things that go, that go on to put a public work like this on the sand. Um, we did a work at Untitled back in 2019 where we did these big flag sculptures and we had to deal with engineering, we had to do engineer drawings. I can say that with this no vacancy project, having the hotel as a partner made that process a lot easier as an artist, which I think is a great part of what this whole program has, has brought. Security and generators and all of the other things that come with. And also the scale is so exciting. Like my mother flew to New York City a few days ago and she saw it out the window of the airplane. It's that bright. So that's kind of one of the magical things about showing art on the beach. That's so specific to Miami. That's amazing. And I know you both have individual artistic practices. Um, is this your first project together as a duo or, or are you making other series of works together? 
well, we've been collaborating for, for many years now, probably about 10 years, I'd say, maybe 12 um, on different uh, projects. It seems like it's become more in the public realm, the projects we've been working on, um, particularly this barricade piece that we've titled a couple of different ways and different iterations. Um, but yeah, we're really interested in, in being in the public realm and, and having our collaborative work be seen by the public, which this piece really does a good job of. One, it's very bright, so it invites you to come see it. We've been sitting there and by the boardwalk. I mean, last night after at the end of our opening, this like running club came by. They were going down the boardwalk and all of a sudden, like 30 sweaty people came and started taking pictures in front of the piece. So it's actually activating the public, which is nice. It's not just the Art Basel fairgoers. It's the public, which is what these pieces are supposed to, who they're supposed to engage with. So we're very happy about that. Exactly. Exactly. All right, so Burkhardt. Burkhardt is um, a long partner with the city. Uh, we've worked with you on several projects, and this is your actual your second year in No Vacancy. And earlier this year, you participated with the city in the Aspen Ideas Climate Change Conference. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your work at the Cadillac Hotel? Sure. Um, yeah, I would say, you know, maybe at the foundation of my work is perception and Kind of looking at what we see. Oh, sure. Uh, so okay, there we go. Uh, and so the maybe the foundation of my work is perception, you know, and looking at uh, what of the world we uh, we are capable of seeing and what kind of is uh, what's masked. You know, like that when we when we're looking at the world, there are aspects that we see and there are aspects that are present that we don't see. And so I use materials that that kind of manipulate how we see. Um, so I'll just give an example. The piece that's up right now at the Cadillac Hotel uh, is, it's, um, it's made of plexiglass. It's, the form is based on the ligueous tree snail and it's filled with water. And there's an interior space inside it that's uh, a landscape, including a, uh, an African monk orchid. So it's, there's a submerged landscape, which, you know, in Miami, you know, this is, this is a piece that's really specifically about Miami ecology, you know, but also Miami ecology being sort of a metaphor for world ecology. So there's this submerged landscape, which includes this orchid, which used to be an invasive species, you know, it was crowding out biodiversity around it. Um, but through, you know, hybridization, it actually came to be uh, naturalized. So this plant is no longer a threat to its environment. So the piece for me is really about, um, you know, how does something, how does a, a being, you know, such as myself, who isn't from here, come to belong here and come to, you know, not be a harm to the world around me? Um, and then, you know, how that comes to be is really through this shift in perception, you know, like, how do we see the world? How do we, how do we understand more of the world? How do we take in the entirety of the world? Right. And I always have a question about your sculpture because mm. you talk about the orchid that's inside of it. How do you maintain that? Okay. So this piece is, is actually a sculpted orchid. Okay. Um, but, you know, you know, uh, like a lot of my previous work, I actually use um, uh, like enclosed ecosystems, mm -hmm. such as the, the, the two pieces that I had at the Miami Beach Botanical Garden during the Aspen Ideas Conference. Uh, one of those was was a, a sealed ecosystem. And 
uh, you know, really the, the key is, is, um, is just getting all the components there, you know? So there are actually, you know, microorganisms in the soil that will keep mold from getting out of control, you know? So even on such a small scale, the entirety of the ecosystem has to be there. And so for me, that kind of like the ecosystem thinking is such like an important metaphor for everything, you know, whether it's, you know, looking at a museum, you know, if ecosystem thinking would recognize the importance of, you know, janitors and, you know, preparators and everyone involved, like you take out any piece of that, the ecosystem collapses. So really, you know, making an artwork where all of that has to be considered and has to be present is an exercise for me in, in seeing the world and acknowledging all of the working parts. Amazing. And I'm going to jump back to Antonia and Reben. Um, when we select artists for no vacancy, uh, we look at, you know, obviously an artist's portfolio, places you've exhibited, and hotels are definitely a different type of exhibition space. How do you feel about working in hotels? and making them into art galleries in a way. It's amazing. It's like real public art. You know, you're taking your artwork out of a museum or a gallery, which like draws a certain specific audience. And in a hotel, it is. It's people from all over the world. We've heard so many languages spoken in front of our piece. And the visibility is such a wider breadth. I'm sure you know this and working in public art, you know, it's different than drawing somebody into a gallery space. Um, yeah, we, so working with um, Faina, they have their kind of personal nuances, you know, um, they have their kind of visual parameters for their hotels. So it's interesting, the conversation where we're coming, we have nothing to do with their PR and their image and their kind of their hotel's vision, if you will. And we're kind of getting plugged in, which is very interesting because, for example, Faina doesn't have any white light. It's all, it's all um, warm lighting, but our piece is cold lighting, not blue. It's just very white. And that was like something that we talked about right at the beginning. First meeting at site, site visit was like, wait a second, we don't use this color light at Faina. And we were like, oh, wait, what? We're, we're, this is approved. What, what's going on? <laughs> they had no problem with it in the end. They loved the piece. But those little nuances are very interesting that you don't typically deal with when you're necessarily in a gallery where it's kind of your show, right? Exactly. And Burkhardt, same question to you. Yeah, well, actually, so my experience has been, uh, you know, I've, I've done public, like proper, you know, permanent public art. And my experience working with these projects with City of Miami Beach is that it's so incredibly nimble, you know, that that mm, what I end up making doesn't have to be like exactly what I propose. You know, the, of course, the concept is still there. But, you know, as an artist, like as I'm making something, the idea can evolve and the piece can, you know, can move. And that's like that's so important to the to the artistic process. Like that's how good art is made. And that's why, you know, so much public art, honestly, is like not that great is because that that process gets kind of stifled. But working with the city, it doesn't. And and really, like the piece that I make is like it's a proper you know art piece that, like I would show in a gallery or museum. Yeah, we're we're very when we, we have a panel, we have a panel actually 
of two members from the Art and Public Places Committee, two members from Cultural Arts Council, and two members from the Visitors and Convention Authority. And the idea of the program is this artwork you would see in a museum. So we specifically try to commission those types of works because we want everybody to have an open experience because some people may feel intimidated by going to an art fair or a gallery or a museum. So it's a way we can open our hotels to the general public. And maybe somebody's in town, you know, on the weeks before art week or the week after and didn't even come here for art and gets, gets to experience that. So, um, so that's really wonderful. And another thing we've seen hotels do, I don't know if Faina or the Cadillac has done this, but some of the hotels adopt their artists as an artist in residence. So, um, and we have an artist named Magnus Sigurdsson at the Lowe's Hotel um, this year for no vacancy, and he's been adopted as the artist in residence. So he teaches art classes there now, and they have a little gallery show of his works in the lobby. And they've also named um, menu items after his artwork. <laughs> we also have um, Michelle Weinberg at the Royal Palm Hotel, and they've named a series of cocktails after her artwork. So I also really love this engagement between the, the artists and the hotels. And um, many of the hotels are committed to keeping the work at, past the no vacancy dates, which we love. And in the past, we've even had hotels acquire the works that were placed in the hotel. So I'm going to ask, kind of pushing it, has, has Faina approached you about purchasing the work? Well, we've been in conversation with them about where the piece will go after. I mean, the piece, the scale is so large and it's so bright for the beach. Um, but yeah, we were talking about adapting it possibly for an indoor version or seeing where they could place it. Amazing. And I was going to say, we were given a, a two-room suite at the hotel for the last three weeks and spa passes and the whole bit. So Amazing. it's been one. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> artists in residence. Massages, bar tab. Awesome. Awesome. And Burkhart, what, what about you? Is there plans for your work after No Vacancy for this piece? Uh, this piece is, uh, it's part of a body of work that I'm developing. So the, you know, the only plans are that, you know, that more work like it uh, is coming. And, and yeah, you'll, you'll see a show of it sometime soon. <laughs> Amazing. So do you have anything else you all would like to add about the program or participating in the program? I, I'd like to say that it has been a pleasure working with you. Um, oh, you, you it's been so too. smooth and, and wonderful process. It's not always like that. So well, Right. You. Yeah. I second that. Thank, thank you, you guys. Yeah. We, we have an extremely wonderful group of artists this year. And I say that across the board for all 12 of them. And um, we also have other public art initiatives in the city besides No Vacancy. Um, and one of those is a program we launched this year called Elevate Española. And it's a project that was born out of uh, the Friends With You installation last year of Little Cloud Sky. And um, people love that artwork so much. It was supposed to be up for three weeks and it ended up being up for three months. 
And then the community came back to us and said, can we please have something here all year long? So um, our mayor and city commission funded a new program. And so um, joining us now is Edouard Duval-Carie, who was the first artist commissioned for this space with a piece called Trapeze Contortionist, which opened on Monday and will be on view through the end of February, 2023. So Edouard, if you could tell us a little bit about your inspiration for this work, I love your idea for it. Thank you for having me here. Anyways, uh, it was, yes, right here. Okay, right here. <laughs> Um, yes, when they when they asked me to participate in this program, closer, my goodness, the whole place is gonna. Anyways, um, it, it was very interesting because it's uh, it crossing uh, the street, so one has to be very careful um, it, on weights and stuff like that. So I decided to use what was already installed by the engineers there. But even then, I mean, we had to really a lot of issues making sure that these things does not collapse or have any other accidents. We're in Miami. We have big winds. We are on the beach. So um, also, I wanted to, we needed these pieces to last three months. I mean, it's not really an ephemeral kind of thing. So we used a very thin um, um, aluminum, which was coated, I mean, coated many times so that it would last rather long. The inspiration for this was quite interesting because one never forgets good things. Um, I was in Paris, I mean, more than 30 years ago, and uh, there was a place in the Parc de la Villette called the Cabaret Sauvage. And the Cabaret Sauvage was a place where they had all types of uh, performances, music, etc., etc. And uh, one day I went and there were trapezists and, well, high flyers uh, uh, on, on tight rope. And they were Senegalese and they were like filiforms, you know what I mean? Like some African people can be very skinny and tall. And they were con doing contortions on these cables. And it was quite lovely. And they were, of course, dressed in, in crazy outfits and stuff like that. So I never forgot that. I said, one day I'll be using this thing. And hold and behold, when... Brandy called and said that I had, uh, had been selected. I, I've said, well, here we go. 30 years later, <laughs> something that I had, you know, like really wanted to do, finally materialized. So hopefully there will be other memories that, you know, like will materialize some days. I hope so too, Edward. And if you have just a chance to see the work, it's very celebratory. So we started the installation by painting the two sides of the building, this beautiful okra color. And there's no other wall like that in Miami Beach. So we would see people stopping and taking pictures just in front of the paint color. And then as the work began to progress, of course, uh, people became um, very interested. We shut down the street for the entire uh, duration, the three-month duration of the exhibit, so people can walk under and fully experience the work. Um, at the opening, we had a Junkanoo band uh, join Edward to celebrate its opening. And Edward, in addition to Elevate Española Way, you have quite a lot going on right now. I picked up the New York Times and th yesterday, and there was your name. Oh <laughs> I have yet to see that one. It's part of Robert <laughs> Chambers' exhibit. That's right. He sent a note, but I could not open it. I will try to call him. 
I will try to call him too well, to figure out Times. that one. Well, that's very nice. I'm very pleased. And I'm sure the other artists here are very well provided for too, you know, as far as, uh, how would I say it, publicity and everything, right? Very told, much, yeah. yes. No Vacancy has been very fortunate this yeah. year with the publicity. Wonderful. Anyways, uh, yeah. yes, I have an exhibit as well as the, the Coral Gables Museum. And I'm so embarrassed. I've lived here more than 20, 30 years. And I had never even been aware of that museum. And uh, I don't know why, but I visited. I mean, when I, they invited me to exhibit there, I was quite surprised. If you have not been to the Coral Gables Museum, this is another addition to our wonderful uh, display of museums in this town. So um, I have a... I have a thing there. I've organized again my yearly uh, Global Caribbean program this year. And this time I invited one of the fairs, I mean, the Black Art Fair Prism, to curate a Caribbean show. So, I mean, it's opening today. I should be there, but I'm here. <laughs> I'll be running back there, but it should be a lovely show as well. So this has, I mean, there's so much to do. I mean, I don't know how everybody put their head together to organize this week. I mean, I'm already, you know, like, ah. <laughs> yeah, anyway. we, we have a lot going on in addition to uh, the 12 temporary public art installations with no vacancy, Edward's installation on, uh, on Española Way. We also um, commissioned a group named Friends With You to create a 50-foot sculpture for uh, the corner of 41st and Pine Tree here on Miami Beach this called Star Child. And Star Child is part of the artist initiative where they're renaming the Earth Ocean in an attempt to unify all the continents and create peace, love, and joy throughout the world. And Star Child is this new figure in that series. And we were very proud as the city that the artists wanted to introduce this whole new body of work through the city and its public art program. Uh, so we were thrilled about that. Um, the Friends With You are also showing in the main fair a work called Ocean, which introduces Star Child and launched a series of little maquette sculptures as part of this work. So that's a little bit of what the city of Miami Beach has going on for public art this week. And um, thank you all for joining us.